Well, hello again, I'm Tony Payne, and welcome to a new year of The Painful Truth. And in these first couple of episodes for 2021, we're going to have some slightly more lighthearted, but hopefully still encouraging listening. Today is the first in a series of three little posts about the most frustrating, challenging, and beautiful game of all. That, of course, is the game of golf, and all that golf can teach us about the nature of life, the universe, and everything. I wrote these little pieces oh, several decades ago now, it feels like, uh, as scripts for some TV spots. And they were filmed at the Coast Golf Club by a local Anglican media uh, set up and broadcast on Channel 7, probably at 5am or something. And whether any tape still exists of, of these episodes, I really don't know. But I've adapted them a little bit and updated them for their encore performance here Feel free to share them, of course, with other people. And particularly, it's the kind of post that you might even like to share with a friend who isn't a believer or is not yet a believer. Anyway, on to the first of the spiritual golf lessons for 2021, the fundamentals. I don't know if you've ever been called a fundamentalist. If so, it's not a compliment. It's a word that we reserve for the lunatic fringe. A fundamentalist is a fanatic, a deluded fanatic, who believes that the underlying basic truths of his particular religion or moral code are absolutely true for everyone and unvarying. Fundamentalists are the kind of people who stick to these rigid beliefs that they have, even when the world and popular culture and technology and every right-thinking person have left them far behind. And this is why they're unpopular. It's why fundamentalists are often figures of derision. Unless, of course, they happen to be golfers. Because all good golfers are fundamentalists. You see, it doesn't matter in golf if you've equipped yourself with the latest set of graphite-shafted, boron-infused, steel-forged irons with HVF technology, that's hits-very-far technology. If you haven't mastered the fundamentals of golf and continue to practice them, where you'll always be the kind of frustrated, inconsistent hacker that, well, that I once was. There are certain unvarying foundational principles that every half-decent golfer has mastered. I'm not talking about the wearing of loud polyester polo shirts that you wouldn't be otherwise seen dead in, although that does help. I'm talking about the fundamentals of the game. Ben Hogan once famously described five golfing fundamentals, a well-formed grip, a relaxed, balanced athletic stance, a smooth, coiled backswing that stores energy, and then a smooth, accelerating downswing that releases that energy around a still head with a full follow-through. And if you can get all five of those fundamentals happening at the same time, you're a better golfer than I am. But they are the fundamentals. You could argue about them, I suppose, and suggest there might be one or two others, or rephrase them slightly. But every good golfer observes some version of these fundamentals. They might give them their own particular twist or personal expression, but these fundamentals are pretty much universal because they're grounded in the physics of how on earth it's possible to hit a very small stationary ball a long way with a thin stick. So in golf and in many other areas of life, we do accept that there are underlying, unchanging, fundamental realities and that we build on these and base our lives on these in some ways. But strangely, when we apply the same concept to our understanding of life more generally, 
people object. Anyone who wants to assert that there are fundamentals, that there are absolutes, unchanging truths about us and our world that we need to accept and respect and work within, well, that person is a fundamentalist and beneath contempt. It's very strange. Judging by our attitude to fundamentalists, we seem to have persuaded ourselves as a society that there aren't any fundamentals, that only fanatics believe in fundamentals and absolutes, and that all reasonable people like us, well, all we can do is kind of make it up as we go along. Which makes about as much sense as taking up golf, paying no attention to the tried and true fundamentals of the game, insisting that you're able to reinvent it yourself moment by moment, and do so according to your own individual whim. The real question, of course, is this. If there are fundamentals, not just for golf, but for life in our world, where do we find them? Who has access to them? How can we discern between the various claimants who say that they are proclaiming the fundamental truths of existence? And I think this is in fact the reason for the modern world's aversion to fundamentalists. We have lost confidence in the possibility that anyone might have access to fundamental answers about our world and about us. There's only one thing the modern person is certain of, and that is that they can't be certain. And so the truly pitiable and dangerous figure, potentially, is the person who claims certainty about the truths of existence, about morality, about God, and about life. Such a person is a fundamentalist. Now, this form of anti-fundamentalism doesn't really make much rational sense. If, let's say, there are 10 people who claim to have the fundamental answer to a particular question, then it's certainly possible that they're all mistaken. But the existence of multiple suggested answers doesn't make uncertainty the only valid and sure option. It's very possible that one or more of the answers are in fact correct. But finding out which ones might be correct would require testing the claims of each answer, discussing them, weighing the truth value of each one. And this is the last thing that our world seems to want to do. They don't want to investigate who Jesus was, for example, and what his claims actually were, and whether those claims might be true. Or for that matter, they don't want to investigate Islam and see whether its claims stand up to scrutiny, or are in fact a load of rubbish. It's easy by far to assert with a kind of fundamental certainty that no one has the answers, or could possibly have the answers, and that way we can all keep living just the way we want to. Christians, of course, claim that the fundamentals of human life and existence, of God and of heaven and hell, that these are possible for us to find. Possible because they've been revealed in history to us by the God who created all things and who finally and climactically revealed himself in Jesus Christ. Now, whether or not you believe this claim is true, we could have a good discussion about it and about the basis of its truth. But it's not wrong to hold to a set of fundamental beliefs like this and to practice them. It can't be. Just ask Tiger Woods, one of the world's foremost fundamentalists. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little bit of fun about golf and fundamentals and fundamentalism. I'll be back again next week with another spiritual golf lesson. 
In the meantime, thanks for listening on this holiday edition of The Painful Truth. I'm Tony Payne. Bye for now.